In a world where every diet you know is wrong. Well, not every diet. I mean... Yes, but almost every doesn't sound as good. Yeah, but... Shut up. One man stands alone. Well, not completely. I mean... It's time for Adam Martin, the No Breakfast Guy. And let's talk fast. Fasting, fitness, and fat loss. What's going on guys and welcome to this week's brand new episode of the Let's Talk Fast podcast. I'm your host Adam Martin, more commonly known as the No Breakfast Guy. And we've got a really good one for you this uh, week and I really hope you do enjoy this episode. I've been getting many more questions over on my Instagram page and via emails and uh, even over on my YouTube channel. More around kind of strength training and particular questions surrounding you know what best exercises to do when should you include uh, strength training how many times a week and all these kind of I guess regular questions that many of you probably have around strength training and how to include it into your regime and your weekly schedule and how much and all those kind of things that come with it so I thought I'd do a podcast this week on I guess the 101 of strength training just getting to the basics and outlining what can you do that's going to best help you uh, get started in strength training and making it a very uh, more integral and important part of your, uh, I guess, your training and what you do for exercise. And many of you have heard who have uh, spent any time over on my Instagram page how I believe that it's the most important aspect uh, that you should be adding into your training. You should be doing it as often as you possibly can to fit your life at that particular time. Now, that obviously is going to fluctuate as you move forward. Um, there's going to be times and I'm about to come into a much busier time of my life as we're uh, expecting our second child in the next six or seven months or so. And so understand that my training is going to take a a little bit of a back step and I'm not going to be able to do as much as I currently am now. But there's other times in my life where I've been much more able to kind of get more training in. And so same with you guys. There should never be excuse to never do training. Uh, I don't accept the fact that I'm too busy. Um, there's certainly times during the week where you might be too busy, but there's never a time where you don't have some time that week to be able to uh, afford to get into a gym or go for a run or go for a walk or do some meditation or do a yoga class or whatever it might be. And so you instead of saying making time, because we all have 24 hours, but what you should be uh, saying to yourself is you should be prioritizing that time and speaking to your loved one, your partner, your significant other, if you do have kids and kids is the issue to, uh, or I guess the barrier for you getting into doing more exercise in that, I mean, it's my belief and you know, you guys are feel free to kind of have a different opinion. And I'd love to hear if uh, you think I'm going completely off uh, track with this, but you should be chatting and communicating with your partner in making sure that both of you have at least 30 to 45 minutes every single day that you have to yourself that is not interrupted by kids, by your partner, by life, and you get to spend that 45 minutes however you please. Now, <clears throat> to you, that might be uh, watching Game of Thrones. It might be watching the latest episode of Survivor. It might be doing a Sudoku puzzle or whatever it might be, but I'm here to say that you should be prioritizing that time to be physical. Uh, if you do nothing else for yourself throughout the day, but you can afford to find 40 minutes in your day to do something physical. Now, physical can be meditation, yoga, walking, running, gym, swim, bike, treadmill, whatever it might be kind of in that kind of s- surroundings of physical. But 
Uh, we're going to be talking about strength training today in particular and why I believe that your choice should be leaning much more towards strength training. And many of you are scared, and I know most of my audience is female, and so there's that kind of, I guess, preconceived idea around strength training that many females do have in regards to, I don't want to get bulky, I don't want to look like a man, I don't want to put on muscle. Uh, and we can talk about this uh, at another time. And as I said uh, in prior podcast that I want to get Danny uh, Kennedy, one of my colleagues at work who is killing the game at the moment with regards to his programming and strength training around females in particular. Um, so I'd love to have him on so we can have a conversation around that and kind of just, I guess, dispel some of those myths. So I think that's a podcast for another day. I'm, certain, I'm sure I actually feel very confident that I could do that here, but I'd love to have a guest on to kind of talk more about that as well. And so we'll leave that for another day. But I'm here to say just as a very baseline you need to get rid of that fear. Ladies, you need to stop worrying about, I'm just going to burst into muscle by just going to the gym. As I've said this, I'm sure on podca- uh, podcasts before, that's an absolute myth. You don't have the genetic makeup to make that. And just to kind of put it into some context, so go to a gym and have a look at just the males that are there. So if you as a female who don't have the genetic makeup to readily and easily put on muscle, Look at men who do have that makeup uh, and look at just the average body shape of a man who is in the gym. And I'm here to tell you that I'm looking at my gym and I'm looking at myself and we're not you know, bricks of muscle because we're going to the gym a couple of days a week. And so you're going to get this idea around your head that if a male who has that genetic predisposition to be able to put on muscle much easier than a female body does and they can't attain that kind of muscle development your fear around kind of just putting on muscle just at an instant and a whim just by going to the gym once or twice is just not going to happen, never going to happen. So I really want you to alleviate alleviate that fear so it can then get you to walk into a gym in the first place. I understand then the next fear that kind of comes around in, you know, what will people think? I don't know what I'm doing and, you know, what are people going to be thinking of what I'm doing and how I look and all those kinds of things. And That's, again, a topic for another day and kind of getting rid of that intimidation that you have around a gym and understanding that two things are probably going on here. One, this fear that people are going to be looking at you. Again, go to any gym and most people have got their faces buried inside a phone and they're too uh, kind of, I guess, caught up in their own world, taking selfies of themselves in front of a mirror uh, or whatever it might be to kind of pay any attention to you. Um... And just as a flip side, let's just say for argument's sake, they are all looking at you. Are you going to let some, you know, gorilla in a corner who thinks he's top dog at the gym and what he thinks and what he feels of you and how you look and how you're moving in a gym going to stop you from bettering your life when you're 40, 50 years from now and you're living your life at that point? Are you really going to look back and kind of feel good about the fact that Yeah, I'm really glad I stayed home and I didn't go because then I didn't have that stupid gorilla man at the gym kind of staring me down. Or you're going to be more happy for the fact that, you know what, stuff him. I could care less about his opinion and what he thinks of me, whether he thinks I look fat or I look stupid or I am not doing something correctly and that he's just going to go and chuckle to himself. He's probably not, but let's just say, for argument's sake, he is. Do you really care? And and if you do, why? Like, why are you letting someone's opinion stop you from bettering your health and bettering your life? So let's just get 
those two factors out of the way. One, the fear around the fact that you're going to just put on muscle, not going to happen. And this intimidation factor that you have around the gym. I've got so many female clients who I have you know, started off on their coaching and started moving forward with their program and tried to just limp them into the gym because I understand, you know, you don't want to just go in there day one and just kind of rip off the band, um, bandage and just kind of all band-aid and just go straight in there. So let's kind of start small and maybe it's some home-based strength exercises and then we take a step into the gym and we might just do some cardio while we're in the gym and then maybe a couple of body-weighted exercises away from the, like, in quote, big boy area where all the big weights are and things like that. And then slowly, slowly trying to push yourself and try one exercise in that area and then two and then adding more and more and more until, you know, I I just love getting messages from clients saying, Adam, I just feel so empowered. I feel strong. I feel confident. And I'm so glad that I started adding in more strength training into my day. And so that's a place I want to get you to. And I've seen memes before, you know, really athletic females kind of posting, nothing feels as sexy as strong does. And whether it's sexy or whether it's confident or whatever you, word you want to use there, I absolutely agree with the statement that nothing feels as good as feeling strong does. And it's something that I've certainly missed <clears throat> over the last, I'd say probably two or three years because I've put a lot more emphasis on my running of late and I love my running. I'll, I'll always run. It's a, it's definitely a form of meditation for me and I'm never going to get rid of it. But I've had a goal to run a sub 100 minute half marathon, which just as a side note, many of you probably again have seen this on my Instagram. I completed that on the weekend and I have never been happier. One for ticking off a goal that I have you know, really pushed hard to get over the last couple of years and it's a goal that's taken me quite a few years to actually achieve. Um, so that was first and foremost. I was very happy for that. But number two, I've just missed being in the gym and really kind of putting time and effort into getting strong and getting athletic and getting you know my performance in the gym up uh, because I miss feeling strong and having a good, dense kind of base level of uh, lean muscle mass. And so I'm really looking forward now to the fact that I've completed that goal and ticked that off that uh, you know being strong and heavier with muscle is just not a good thing for obviously running fast. And now that that kind of goal of running fast uh, has gone, I can just get back to running for more the enjoyment, even though I enjoy um, training hard and trying to push for that goal, but just getting out and going for a long run just for the sake of it and not worrying about kind of the times I'm doing and things like that and getting back into the gym and starting to lift some weights again. So it just feels so good to feel strong. To, and I don't know if it's primal or whatever the kind of you know factor is to it, but picking up something that's really heavy and just picking it up and putting it down and doing that multiple times like really is I know it sounds stupid but it really is something that feels good and um, I really hope that this podcast today can you know just get you to dip your feet into that world and um, I hope to do some more podcasts not only with guests but you know I'll talk about them as well and you guys uh, and girls out there listening in Send me, you know, send me your questions. If you've got anything that I don't cover in here, or if you want to kind of me to elaborate on anything that I do talk about on this podcast today, um, around strength training, fitness in particular, and going to the gym and what to do and what to train for and things like that. And so, um, I hope that's a kind of good lead into kind of where I'm looking to head towards with regards to the kind of fitness aspect of this podcast because I haven't done a lot of, I guess, talking uh, on fitness and strength training and kind of that side of it. You know, the whole intro that I have, you know, talks about fitness, fat loss kind of thing. And I've talked a lot about fasting and I've talked a lot about fit, uh, fat loss, but we haven't talked a lot about fitness. So let's dive into that and have that as more of an aspect 
to what we're talking about. And so, without further ado, let's ado. Uh, let's talk about uh, strength training 101. And I kind of want to hit on a couple of topics today that, if you can walk away from this podcast today, feeling, I guess, confident to kind of go into the gym and just start that journey. Uh, as I said, you don't have to worry about uh, getting too technical with you know, how many sets and how many reps and what exercises and things like that. This podcast here today is going to answer those questions, and you can stop worrying about you know the big buffhead selling you know multi-phase periodization programs and you know cycling different kinds of exercises in and out of your program and all these kind of much more advanced things that sure have a place in strength training, but they're for people who might be at the uber end of the ath you know, kind of athletic performance level that kind of trying to peel another one or two percent out of their uh, their lifting and their strength training. I think that ninety percent of people no actually ninety-eight percent of people can benefit by these principles I'm gonna to talk to you about today. And if you just do them on repeat, you will get stronger, you will get better in the gym, your lifting technique will get better, in turn you'll become more efficient in the gym, in turn you'll then get better in the gym, and in turn you obviously get the added performance from being better in the gym. And so Let's talk about that. This, again, I should actually just kind of preface that by saying this is not a, a podcast around how to build lean muscle mass and kind of the combination of adding new nutrition and how much protein and things. That, again, would be a podcast for another day. This is just basics 101 of strength training and what to do. And so, again, let's dive in. And the first and absolute most crucial factor is that there are four main exercises that I want you to get your head around and whether you use YouTube and kind of go to it to understand, well, what's the best uh, kind of way to do these? And actually, what I might do is in the show notes in below, I'm going to put links to four videos for the four different lifts that I think you should click on because I feel that they are the best videos that I have come across to teach you how to do these ones. So absolutely go and do that or hire someone, hire a personal trainer at your local gym or hire someone who is very well versed in strength and conditioning and pay them for teaching you how to do these particular lifts so you can do them well and execute them well. So you're less obviously risk of injury, but also that you're getting the best out of these to kind of move you forward. And so those four lifts, I think there's two lower body lifts that you should be doing and two upper body lifts that you should should be doing. And my two go-to exercises, my two go-to, my go-to exercises for the lower body would absolutely be, have to be the squat and the deadlift. Now, there's multiple versions of these. There's a sumo deadlift, there's a Romanian deadlift, there's stiff leg deadlift, there's single leg deadlift, there's multiple variations. And personally, I would just stick with a sumo deadlift because I think it's the in quote, easiest way to kind of start deadlifting and the form or the ability to hold form in a sumo deadlift is much easier than uh, trying to hold form in an, a Romanian deadlift or especially a stiff leg deadlift and don't even go near a single leg deadlift. Um, so that's first and foremost. I think you should learn how to do a sumo, uh, sumo deadlift uh, and then going to a, a barbell-backed squat. Um, I think far too many... People are fearful of this exercise because you know it's a very technical uh, exercise and it does take a lot to learn 
where does a bar sit on your back? Where should your knees be? Oh, my, teas are, my knees are going over my toes. Is that bad for my knees? Oh, back squats hurt my back. If you are being hurt by a squat, it's because you're doing it incorrectly. I've, I've worked with, in my clinic, people who are coming back from back surgery, people who are in probably much worse off states than you probably are when you're sitting there saying, oh, but I have a bad back, I can't do this. And we can get them squatting, we can get them using a deadlift. And so there's absolutely no reason why you should be not doing these exercises because you are currently, in quote, injured. But I'll say with a big caveat, as I always have to say uh, around this, is if you feel nervous about this and you're not too sure, go and hire yourself someone who's a professional in this industry. Obviously, I'm going to be biased and say go and seek out an exercise physiologist. They will know far more about the... I guess, a prescription of exercise around your particular condition that you are at the moment. And so definitely go and spend some time, spend some money, and get yourself sorted and make sure that you are set up correctly and you're doing these correctly. But as I said, a barbell back squat should be your go-to for squats, uh, and a sumo deadlift should be your go-to for your deadlifts, and they're the two lower body exercises. And if you can do those two exercises as well, you're going to hit... 90 plus percent of the muscles in your lower body, probably more than that. I'm just making that uh, number up kind of off the top of my head, thinking about every muscle that's being used. And you're probably well over 90% of your lower body muscles being used. So we've ticked off almost everything that you need in the lower body. Not only that, a lot of people say, oh, you know, I've got to hit my core, got to get strong with my core, got to do ab exercises and, you know, planks and all these kinds of things. If you're doing a deadlift well and if you're doing a squat well, you're going to be super engaged through your core and you need a lot of core strength to do them well. So stop worrying about using small, minute, little, minute, little core exercises when doing a big deadlift and a big squat is going to certainly help you on that as well. So they're my two go-to lower body exercises to get us started. My two upper body ones, you can kind of go a couple of ways with it, but there should be a push and a pull exercise. So something obviously from the front of the body and something for the back of the body. And for me, I'm going to sit there and say that you should be doing either a dumbbell or a barbell incline chest press. The incline coming in because you'll start incorporating a little bit of shoulders as well as your chest, whereas a flat bench uh, bench press, be it a dumbbell or a barbell, will primarily just be chest and a bit of frontal shoulder, whereas the incline, you'll start getting a bit of that kind of uh, top end or kind of you know central head of the uh, shoulders being used as well. And that's why I think that you should go into a incline, a 30-degree incline chest press would be my uh, ideal go-to for my press-based exercise. Uh, and the go-to pull-based pull, uh, exercise would have to be a chin-up. Uh, whether that's an assisted chin-up or whether you can do it uh, completely unassisted or even further if you do it as a weighted uh, version, but some sort of chin-up. Now, if you don't have access to doing a chin-up, a lat pull-down would be the next best go-to on that. But you know, most gyms these days will have uh, a chin-up bar, and if you have to put TheraBands to come uh, as an assisted version, or if they've got an assisted chin-up machine, then you could absolutely use that as well, and that'd be a good uh, go-to for your chin-ups. But those two exercises for the upper body, again, when we kind of look at uh, how much of the muscle group in the upper body you're using, you're well over 90% of your kind of muscles in your upper body are going to get a good workout via those two exercises. So 
Basics of Strength Training 101. If you did nothing else but got into the gym tomorrow and did, a, and we'll talk about sets and reps in a second, but you kind of did a round of squats, then did an upper body one, so you're not kind of doing two lower body ones in a row. So you did, let's say, a round of squats, a round of chin-ups, a round of deadlifts, and a round of incline chest press. You're going to get a good workout. It's not going to take too long. It doesn't really take a lot of setup, and you're going to get almost every single muscle group and muscle in your body being used, and you're going to get stronger. You're going to get, you know, as I said, more efficient in your movement patterns, and overall, you're just going to start putting yourself in a place that if you then combine it with nutrition, you're going to put yourself in a place to get stronger, add some lean muscle mass, and then start developing you know, what most people kind of wanting is a more lean and athletic appearance of their body shape. And again, that has to be combined with nutrition, but that's a topic for another day. But that's where I think basics 101 of what you should be adding with regards to the exercises, those four exercises, you can't go wrong. Down below, again, in the show notes, you'll see um, links to four exercises over on YouTube. Click on them, have a look at them to kind of understand where your, I guess, key points are that you should be looking at for each one of those, what you should be focusing on, what you should be feeling, where you should be activating, uh, and you can't go wrong. And if we then kind of go one step further, further and then talk about, well, sets and reps, you know, people will say, well, Adam, I've been told that I should do low low weights and high reps, or Adam, I've been told I should do high weights and low reps, or somewhere in the middle, or, you know, multi-different kinds of sets, pyramid sets, you know, progressive sets, you know, which, where do I start? There's too many different things. And so let's get all, rid of all that confusion. Again, if you just start with 10 reps, do it three times, have a 60 to 90 second rest in between each one of those, you can't go wrong. So let's just go back to you've just walked in the gym, you're gonna have a warm up, uh, be that on a cross trainer or a rower or something like that. You might do some activation based exercises, some you know, some wall slides and some, you know, some foam rolling maybe just to kind of get you going, maybe a couple of crab walks and things like that to kind of warm your hips up. Um, maybe some push-ups to warm your upper body up. So, you know, make sure you are warm, make sure you are going. And again, that's a topic for another day, kind of warm-ups and things like that. But I don't think you have to focus on it too much, uh, especially from where many of you are probably starting from. If you're a power lifter and you're going to be lifting over 100 plus kilos on a bench press and you're going to be squatting over 100 kilos, you know, these big kind of lifts, then absolutely you're going to be needing to do some sort of warm up. But I'm, you know, going out on a limb and presuming most of you listening to this are not anywhere near that kind of level. And so. I don't believe you have to focus so much on a warm-up anyway. I think if you just get your body warm, get yourself moving, and then get straight into it, you absolutely can. So let's just say you're diving straight into it. You've got squats, three sets of 10 reps. So you do 10 squats, have a 60-second to 90-second break, then do another set of squats, 60-second to 90-second break, and then do another set of squats. There's your three rounds of squats done. Move on to the chin-ups. Same thing, 10 chin-ups, 60 to 90-second break. 10 chin-ups, 60 to 90 second break, 10 chin-ups, so on and so forth until you've done all four exercises. Again, you've now just hit every single muscle group basically in the body. You've done 10 reps, three sets. If you are then aiming to have those 10 reps uh, of any exercise that you're doing, if you can kind of know the nth of, when, when you've done that 10th rep, 
that you've got maybe two or three reps still left in you, you're probably about right to kind of get started. You don't want to kind of be going to failure uh, on all of these at, at the moment anyway. Uh, and you certainly don't want to kind of get to 10 and know, well, I could have probably done another 10, then something's definitely too light. So somewhere in that middle ground where if you kind of get to rep number 10 and you've got a couple of reps left in you, you're probably about right where you are. But this is the key point moving forward in kind of, you've heard probably the word progressive overload. The biggest mistake I see with people in the gym in that it's not necessarily that they do the same program over and over because if you do these four exercises for the rest of your life and you do nothing else, it will get a little bit boring. But if you did nothing but these four exercises, you will continue to make progress. But only if you progress on the weight that you are using. Now, there's multiple ways that you can increase the kind of load and that can be through reps or decreasing your recovery time or rest time or by adding weight. Let's not get complicated. This is meant to be a basics 101. Just worry about lifting more at the 10 reps that you're doing. And so if you kind of over the next couple of weeks start to get your squat feels more comfortable, let's just say you're doing the bar and the bar is 20 kilos and that's where you're starting at. You do your three sets of 10. Each time you think to yourself, yeah, I only had probably three or four reps left in that, so that's a good place to start. A couple of weeks go by, you're now starting to feel easier on that. The biggest mistake that I see is people just don't shift the weights that they're using, probably for fear that you know going heavier might cause injury, but for two, they just get complacent. Uh, you know, this is what I do, this is how I do it. I know I go to the squat and then I do this weight, and you just kind of get into a routine. Make sure you're tracking this just like you would be tracking your food when you're trying to help yourself with your fat loss progress. You should absolutely be tracking the weights that you are using and further down the line, the reps that you do and the rest periods that you have. But for now, just track the weights that you're using. And so if you're on a 20 kilo squat at the moment and you know in week one and week two, you start to progress and you start to feel easier and it starts to get better for you, that maybe you add two and a half kilos each side. So you're adding five kilos in total to your squat. You then do that for a couple of weeks. It gets a bit easier. You then add another five kilos and another five. And then in six months, 12 months, you might have 25 kilos each side and you're doing a 50 kilo plus the bar, which is 20, 70 kilo squat. Now that could take six months. It could take 12 months, but it could take 18 months. But the fact is that you are making progress and that you are progressively overloading your system to force your body to actually adapt to the scenario that you're providing it with to then help you move forward. And that's just not going to happen. It'll happen to an extent, but obviously there'll be a plateau to it at some point when your body just is completely adapted to the weight you're using. So in the beginning, if you just held at the same weight for the next couple of months, you absolutely keep making progress. But I want you to really ask yourself when you're in a training session, is this too easy for me now? Is this comfortable? Am I recovering very easily from this in the in almost to the point where I don't feel like I've done a workout? Then start pushing yourself harder. Add a little bit of weight or decrease the amount of time that you are resting between sets. I think they're the two best ways you can kind of start moving forward. So instead of having maybe a 90-second rest, maybe now it's only a 60-second rest. And that's where you make your first, I guess, adjustment to your uh, load. But then you start adding weight. And I think adding weight is the easiest way and kind of, you know, it gets a bit complicated worrying about oh, how much rest did I have this time or how much. Just start adding more weight and going and going from there. And I think you've got 
the basics down for a good strength-based program that's gonna progressively overload you, that's gonna help you grow uh, lean muscle, is gonna help you grow stronger, and as I said, you'll get more proficient and more efficient with the uh, technique and how you move in and out of uh, these exercises. And that's pretty much it. Like, I know you're gonna come across different pages and you've probably been to different sites that are selling, you know, different kinds of programs for men and different programs for women. I absolutely think that both men and women, if you just started in the gym with these four exercises, three sets of each, 10 reps of each, with about 60 to 90 second rest, and then just progressively overloaded those exercises and made them more difficult with weight over time, that in the next six to 12 months, if you could do that consistently, three to four times a week, that your body, your mental state, and just your health and well-being in general will be in a far better place than it is right now. So I hope this kind of really just clears up the kind of confusion or the intimidation or the scariness or whatever it might be around weight training and strength training that you may have had that has kept you from doing it. Uh, And you tomorrow, as I said, you you hear this today on a Monday morning at 5 a.m. is when I usually release this. So whenever you're hearing this, if that means that it sparks in you that, good, I've had that gym membership for six months and I haven't been using it, I'm going tomorrow. Or I've always thought about joining a gym and I've never done it because I didn't know what I was doing or how I was going to go forward. This has given you the absolute fundamentals of what to do and how to get started. And in the show notes below, you've got the four video clicks that you can then go and have a look at how to do the squat, the deadlift, the chin-up, and a bench press. Then you go tomorrow and you initiate and go and get a gym membership and you start. I would be so ecstatic. And please send me a message. Please, you know, as I always say, you know, screenshot these uh, podcasts and let me know that, Adam, I'm joining the gym today because of this podcast, or you email me, or you DM me. Just let me know that this is what got you started and it got you out of your head and thinking that, uh, you know, the gym is only for the big gorillas and that, you know, the gym, if I go, I'm going to look like a big muscle cake and, you know, all of these kind of ideas and fears and, uh, I guess, trepidations that we have around going to the gym. Please just start today. Please get in the gym, add some strength training to your life. It will make your life infinitely better. And I've seen it time and time and time again. And I, I just wish that I could just bottle up the kind of feeling that you will have in three months, in six months, in 12 months by you adding in some strength training into your life a couple of times a week. I, I get the email that, you know, I can't convince everyone and I understand that that's going to be the case and there might be some of you listening here just going, no, nah, I'm, I'm never going. I, I, I can't get over the fact that I think people are going to laugh at me or I can't get over, I'm definitely going to put on muscle. Adam, you don't know me. I'm a special case. I, I always put on muscle when I start or whatever the kind of your excuse may be that you're just not going to listen to me. That's fine. I understand. But I've got I've got to say in every single time I actually convince females especially. And I said, men, get into the gym as well. Start using these principles. But I understand that most of the audience here is coming from a female audience in that, girls, I just want you to get in the gym. Every time I convince a client to start their weight training, two months, three months, six months down the line, they always give the exact same response in that, God, I'm so glad, Adam, I took your advice and just bit the bullet and went to the gym and started going because now 
I feel strong. I feel confident. I feel empowered. I feel sexy. My body has changed, and I, I love the way I'm looking. I love the way I'm feeling, and I want to share that joy that you will have uh, by doing this as well, and I wish I could bottle it up, that you could just drink it now because I understand where you are now. I see this all the time with new clients starting in that it's scary, it's intimidating, you don't know where to start, you don't think that this is going to happen to you because you're unique in some way. It happens to every single person that starts going to the gym and adding cardio into your life and kind of walking the dog and getting outside and all these things absolutely feels great and you'll feel better for it and you should absolutely still do that. But nothing makes you feel as good as feeling strong does and getting into the gym. And nothing releases the hormones that we get, growth hormone and the kind of endorphin hit that we kind of get that just make us feel good. It's all those, I don't know enough about uh, neurophysiology to kind of tell you what's going on in their head and things like that. But I, I know just by doing it, I'm a practitioner, that I feel best when I'm in the gym and coming out of the gym and absolutely I still feel good after a really good run and after clicking off that personal best of mine with regards to my run on the weekend I was over the moon but I've just gotten back into the gym today at kind of a more you know strength physique type stuff rather than the I guess lighthearted gym that I have been doing and I just feel so pumped to be back in the gym and feel so good and I want you to experience that so I've rambled on and on and on and on and on about how good you're going to feel, but you're only going to know that and you're only going to be able to kind of agree with me if you actually get into the gym. You're not going to feel this on day one. You're not going to feel this on week one. You might not even feel it on month one, but if you can just stick with it two to four times a week, week after week after week after week, and two months, six months, 12 months from now, I get a message from you saying, Adam, You're so right. I feel so good because I got into the gym and I just did your four exercises and that's all I stuck to. And I feel so much stronger and I feel so much better and my body shapes change and I'm loving the way I look. I'm loving the way I feel. I would be so over the moon to receive that kind of message. And so take this as your catalyst today, guys. Please get into the gym and don't say you can't afford it. Stuff is so cheap these days. Gym's out there, $50, $60 a month. I can guarantee you, I have not met a person yet that can't afford $50 to $60 a month. If you're listening to this podcast and you have the ability to listen to this podcast, then you absolutely have the ability to afford going into a gym. And some people say, well, but you know, I've got a couple of weights at home and I want to just start with, you know, just some body weighted stuff. Sure, get going by that, but you the kind of ability that you can have inside a gym is going to be so, so far beyond what you can do at home. And so Understand there's going to be times where you might not be able to get to the gym as often, and so a home-based workout might just be something as a quick alternative, but if you prioritize that time and you talk it out with your partner and you make sure that you have, you know, as I said, 30 to 40 minutes every single day to yourself, and that of that seven days in the week, you choose two to four of them to go to the gym lift weights, get stronger, get confident, get empowered, that this will benefit your life in so many more ways than the fact that you're getting stronger and you're making your body look better and all those kinds of things that we talk about that strength training does. The mental aspects of kind of going to the gym and the mental health aspects, I've seen it happen. People who are depressed, people who feel down, people who feel, um, you know, I don't know enough about this, but I'm going to say it anyway. People who may have been abused, Um, in some way physically, especially if you've been physically abused. 
um, getting in the gym and kind of taking back control of your body and feeling empowered and feeling strong again, the kind of play over to your mental health at that point to kind of then feel mentally empowered, mentally strong again, mentally kind of in control of yourself. I've seen it time and time again. And so I really, 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 really wish that this is the podcast and I'm still going five minutes later because I'm really passionate about this, guys. And I hope that's why you, what you can hear in my voice and why I'm still going five minutes again and trying to convince you to make today the day you jump in the gym. So I'm going to leave it there, though. I'm not going to keep rambling on and on and on. But that's your basics 101. So let's just recap that again. So really succinctly put it in four exercises. You've got a sumo deadlift, a barbell back squat, an incline dumbbell or barbell chest press, and some sort of chin-up, be that assisted, unassisted, or weighted. Those four exercises, you do three sets of them, 10 reps with a 60 to 90 second break, and make sure that you progressively overload that, i.e. add more weight to it over time, and in six months' time, it'll change your life. And so that wraps it all up, guys. I really hope that you've enjoyed this podcast today. I've certainly loved talking about it. I don't talk a lot about you know, fitness and strength training because most of you guys are coming to me for fasting and fat loss advice. But I love talking about strength and conditioning because this is something I've done for 13, 14 years of my career. I have written, we'll say six to seven strength-based programs per day, six days a week for 14 years. Now, you can do the maths on that of what that calculate, but that is thousands, if not tens of thousands might even be 100,000, but it's a lot of strength programs over the time. And that's ranged from people coming back from, as I said, multi-trauma-based accidents, uh, like car accidents, and they're coming back from some major surgery, to knee reconstructions, to elite athletes, to mum and dads just coming in, trying to get a little bit stronger and feel a bit better about themselves. And so I hope you take this away. I hope you start tomorrow. I really appreciate you guys listening in. Bit of a shorter one today, as they tend to be when I'm talking on my own. And I really hope you've enjoyed this episode. And as always, guys, can you please jump over, give myself, give this podcast a review, give it a five-star rating. It really helps me promote this podcast to more and more people. If you've liked what you've heard, screen capture it. Put it on your Instagram story. You know, highlight some of the things you may have learnt, or you know, maybe it's just I'm starting my gym today, or you know, something like that. Because you know, it, might, it might spark someone else on your story that sees that to then go and listen to this. It might then start their journey, and then you have played a part in helping that person better their life. And so, again, guys, I really appreciate your time. I hope you're all well. Have a fantastic weekend. I'm recording this on a Thursday afternoon before the long weekend. Many of you who will be listening to this on Monday in Australia, it's a public holiday on Monday, so I hope you're having a fantastic public holiday. You've enjoyed a long weekend. Wherever you are in the world listening to this, I hope you're having a fantastic day. Hope you've had a great weekend. Have the best week ever. Enjoy your day. I love you all. Talk to you next week. Ciao.